the College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep, helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. This episode was originally broadcast as an episode of College Coffee Talk, a weekly show about the latest college admissions and financial aid news with college advisors Pearl and Andy Lockwood, Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern on their Facebook page, facebook.com slash lockwoodcollegeprep. Go to lockwoodcollegeprep.com for more information. That's lockwoodcollegeprep.com. Hi there, it's Andy Lockwood from Lockwood College Prep, and I'm recording this the last day of January 2023, and I'm getting quite a few messages and inquiries about what do you do if you are deferred from your top choice college or from a college that you applied early action to. So I thought that instead of giving the same answer over and over again, I would get it out across the various and sundry social media platforms, pass this along to anyone who got deferred or has these questions, wants to know what to do specifically if they are deferred. So first of all, what's deferred mean? It doesn't mean you were rejected. It means that the college admissions officers are going to evaluate your application for admission against the context of the applications that come in for the regular decision deadline. So that means that you'll hear usually before April uh, whether or not you were admitted. What are the causes of being deferred? Well, one could be simply that they just didn't get to review your application, mostly because apparently common applications are up 20%. The number of submissions has increased more than 20% compared to last year, which is nuts. I don't know if it's true, but that would be nuts because in the previous two years, in other words, the first two years of the pandemic, overall combined applications were up 20% for those first two years. So apparently... There's been another 20% increase over the last 12 months. But there hasn't been a commensurate increase in the number of admissions officers. So they just don't have the time to get through all these applications. So that could be one cause. Uh, another cause could be that you had a good application, but they didn't want to reject you. But again, they just want to look at you in light of the other applications that come in. That's probably the most frequent cause. Another one could be that the applicant is a... Uh, a legacy, and they didn't want to insult the parents by rejecting the the kid flat out. That would be more like an early decision application, not an early action application, but that's pretty common. Another one is that the admissions officers didn't want to uh, to piss off the guidance counselor at the high school, whether it's a private high school, which is more likely, or a public high school, because they don't want to choke off the flow of future college applicants from that high school. But the main reason is just because they want to, they like your application, they just want to take another look. All right, so what do you do if you have been deferred? Well, there's a thing called loci, not the Norse god of mischief, the letter of continued interest. Do you like the Marvel reference there? All the kids, all the kids are doing it these days. It's called a letter of continued interest. And really what it is is a simple, in my opinion, short and sweet email that says a couple of things. Number one, I was disappointed that you deferred me. 
Um, but I'm still number two. I'm still very, very interested in attending your college. And number three, here are some updates, some new information about me. And those updates could be I continue to take the hardest courses possible at my high school and my grades you know, continue to be very good. And uh, my, you know, my team won the county championship. My, I was nominated for this academic honor. Uh, I accomplished this project, this extracurricular thing, you know, whatever, something that is new and positive or some things that are new and positive would be very smart to, uh, to include in that letter of continued interest. You know, you really want to look at that deferral letter because it will walk you through exactly what to tell them, if anything, to indicate your interest. Sometimes they make you fill out a, qu a quick form. Sometimes the college will ask you if you are interested in switching your application from early action to early decision two. Uh, my client, one of my clients, uh, Madison, just told me she was offered that from, from Northeastern, for example. So I usually take those suggestions as a strong hint that if you want a real genuine shot at being admitted here, then you need to be early decision two. So that begs a whole other question. Okay, now what? What if I apply 82? What if I get in, et cetera? That's outside the scope of today. But just be on the lookout for, for that type of uh, suggestion from the college. What should you not do? Well, I had a client the other day reach out and ask if they should um, submit a completely revised resume to include the one or two new things that had previously been submitted on the common application and I believe in a supplemental called resume that was sent over. And my answer was, no, don't regurgitate things that are already on your application and part of your file. Just send them uh, a short update like I just outlined that bullet points the one or two or three new items so they don't have to comb through all of the stuff they've already looked at because that could be annoying. I mean, if you were an admissions officer and you had four to six or eight or nine minutes per file and you're constantly behind, you've got a thousand of these files to get through and you have this huge stack that you haven't even looked at yet, which is why you're deferring people in the first place, to then receive uh, you know, a, a lengthy letter and a resume that is chock full of stuff you already knew about probably not going to represent the applicant in the best light. So be mindful of what your of who your audience is and what they are concerned with. Um, one more tip that I don't recommend for everyone, but I have seen this work. Sometimes people pull this off. If they're deferred, they go and they visit. And they try to make an appointment with the admissions office and sit down and plead their case. I'm really, really interested. This is why I would uh, really, really like to come here. So you need to be armed and dangerous. You need to be ready with those reasons. And uh, I recall last year, I had a client who was first deferred, then waitlisted at two colleges, Lehigh and uh, that one might have been Lafayette or, or Muhlenberg, not positive. And he and his dad hit the road and visited those two schools. And literally the same day, a couple of weeks later, they got phone, the, the the kid got a phone call from each of the school's admissions officers that said, we're letting you off the wait list. So that works also if you're deferred. And again, the difference between being deferred and, and waitlisted is, is timing. So deferrals happened from early action timing into regular decision timing, which is usually around April. And then in April, you can either be admitted, rejected, 
or waitlisted. You know, chances in general of getting off a waitlist are, are slimmer than uh, being admitted from a, a deferral status, usually. But you should still give it your best shot in either case, whether you are deferred or waitlisted. All right. So I thought I would uh, get that out because I know a lot of people are getting those questions. hope you found this information helpful and valuable. If you have any questions at all, check out our website, LockwoodCollegePrep.com. You could email us, VIP at LockwoodCollegePrep.com. If you're interested in exploring our programs and services and wherever you are watching this or listening to this, if it's on our podcast or other platforms, uh, please share this and like it. If you actually like it, you don't have to fake like it. Uh, thanks a lot. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the College Planning Edge podcast. For more information about our Inner Circle group coaching membership, which is a great way to dip your toes in the water of the whole college planning morass um, and get access to our double secret software, College Guru software that helps you create a strategic list of colleges and identify fat, juicy, merit aid and need-based aid opportunities as well as some other benefits. Check out the Lockwood Inner Circle at LockwoodInnerCircle.com and use the coupon code podcast for 50% off the first month's membership. Thanks for listening.